This episode is brought to you by TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com is your all access to culture. Check out cultural merchandise like leggings, hats, mini boxing gloves, and bags. Also, t shirts like hip hop, nature, rock bands, reggae, and dark fantasy. Fast shipping worldwide. That's TwoLinedMusicCutStore.com. Now, let's check out this episode. Welcome back, Esco, to the program. Last time we were talking, we stopped right at where you're telling me you guys were about to come to Canada, and Noel himself was convincing you guys about the show. So let's continue from there, because we got a lot of ground to cover tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up to all the listeners again. We are again, fam. I mean, this, the story is um, surprisingly long for even me. So, I mean, let's get into it. I know we took a while and we got through a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, the Canada situation, bro, as I told you, you know, that was a whole situation that was supposed to benefit um, left side bread at the same time. So upon realize that was your show and upon realizing that, okay, we're supposed to be doing the show, Noel was having some difficulty convincing his brother. So I tried to convince him at a certain point, which um, not to divulge too much, but he even offered me like, yo, is that he'll give me some money. You know what I mean? In other words, we're not have to do that show there. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, bro, okay, I mean, it's not even about me, bro, I'm supposed to eat something too, you know what I mean? So he just didn't like the idea of the show um, because he had collected, you know, some money recently off publishing and just wasn't trying to lift up. And I mean, I do understand trying to improve your price, but we hadn't been to Canada yet. There were going to be multiple shows after your show. Um, we had an opportunity to produce songs, work with artists on the ground, you know, ingratiate with a lot of people and, you know, and... It just didn't happen, and how it didn't happen was one of the reasons that led to even more um, disturbance in the group flow. Because at the end of the day, I finally convinced him, like, yo, bro, you know, your bro's supposed to eat that food. And, you know what I'm saying? Not because you have a money, bro, you know what I mean? That money would serve me good, too, you know what I'm saying? To be honest with him, and I want to say this too, you know what I mean? On this podcast, I don't want nobody feel like me. I beat anybody or I'm caught up on history. For sure. Left side is a very fear man when it comes to money. We've been, you know what I mean? We're kind to one another, right? True. We've never had money issues. We never had mean people issues or nobody, you know what I mean? Doing anything that's less than caring or considerate for one another. You see I me? Mean? I want that to be clear. But, uh, you know, I mean, sh- shit happens, bro. You know what I'm People do things at different times. So, eventually, I con- convinced him. And we were to go to the embassy in the morning. And he claimed he had w- he-, he was working. You know what I say? And when I did the research, he was up in a club. You know what I mean? So, I went. We were calling the morning for the interview. He missed the first time. I went to his house personally, woke him up. I think I even took his passport. And he was like, yo, he's working and stuff like that. And then we went, we rescheduled an interview to try and catch the visa the same day. And he still never make it. So we ended up, you know, not making the timeline to make the trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that really got me pissed off because at the same time, it's like, a business too and i mean even if in, there's a lot of shows we go on and we don't get fully paid there's a lot of shows we go on you know what i mean where 
things no guarantee, you know what I said, but you make the trad when you did early, when you're hungry, when you felt like yo, you wanted to get out there and when you you know what I mean? And I mean, okay, we were established to a point, but we hadn't been to Canada. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Plus your brother for eat a food. Plus we were prolific enough if we can eat our own food on the ground anywhere we land, you know what I mean? So I, I was a little bit disturbed about that, and I took a call him, and I was upset, and I was like, bro, not because you make a bag of money what they have from you, can't just keep, you know, downplaying the smaller food than where we eat from, or whatever the case may be, and it's like, you know, I've been noticing this trend, like, since you collect publishing food, it's like, no more singing our free dubs, no more dub for nobody, not with less promotional, it's like, you know, and I do understand trying to make yourself more exclusive, but it was it wasn't that. You know, I say it wasn't that. It was just more like, yo, me, I do what I feel like now because I can wake up to a bank account, and with that, I don't really have an answer to anybody. You know, so he didn't like when I approached him. Of course, he hung up the phone, and then he called back, and he was, you know, screaming, oh, he was working, and he has to be putting in work. I mean, it was it was a little bit what you call that redundant or contradicting because at the end of the day okay you're working and you're putting in work to make things happen but then on a new ground like canada where we hadn't been you know you don't think we need to go there and put in some work from you know so it's like i was like bro we're putting enough work in the quad in the club you know what i'm saying so I, what kind of style that and we also spoke the day before and told you that the interview was a day so it's like i feel like it's just because you generally don't want to do the show and then him confessing was like yo i really don't want to do the show dog i'm gonna want to go i'm gonna care if no one for make no money or whatever dog is a shaky link and is it whatever whatever i don't even want to go into what does him say about him, him bro at the time you know what i said but him just wasn't siding with him bro in, in that way you know what i mean and he was talking a lot of personal things to say those were the reasons why he doesn't owe him to do that mm-hmm. you get me i say and I mean, he wasn't wrong either, you know what I mean? But you don't use people's, in that moment, you don't use people's personal transgressions as well as, you know, his brother was in a bad time at that, at that moment. We all knew there was things going on in his life and he kind of needed it, regardless of if, he's a, if he did wrong or in the situation, whatever. Our bro that he need a strength, we should have, you know? Anyway, him disagree and we had that big, you know, we had a big fall out there and, you know, people just thought he was being selfish at the time and whatever, whatever. So from there, um, we had a sort of meeting to kind of squash that over, but it never really squashed over, you know what I'm saying? And okay. then there were other people around that started to tell me things, you know what I mean? I didn't call their name, but they would be like, yo, you know, when you guys got your last money and you rented a place, He's saying you didn't help him to do this or you didn't help him to do that. And you know what I'm saying? And, and fam, at the time I had a child and a, and, a, and a woman, you know what I mean? So my responsibilities and how I chose to live my life was different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't mind going to the club, fam, but I thought we spent a lot of time in the club. I thought we spent a lot of time doing different things. You know, I had a daughter and, you know, in a, in an artistry, music and i get to spend a lot of time with your picnics at them time then my, my my girl at the time and my baby was living with me so when we really never had nothing pressing to the farm the studio was always at, at my house as well so it's like okay. the studio is there and my family is there and when i really do not know the road the song them at is like okay we're not promoting anything new so you know i i chose to stay home more often but that eventually became a problem too and i heard that you know i'm 
I'm staying home too much and I don't want to go on the road and me, you know, me locking with my woman too much and this and that and I go on like my baby and my race special and him out of the nasty feet baby and you know but those are choices you make. Mm-hmm. You understand my G? So um and just through that it was just gingerly. You know what I mean? And people started bringing up things that people did in the past and you know what I mean? People would it, come. It was just. It just kept escalated more and more and more. It's like it's not even escalating. Yeah. It's not the right word, bro. It was just fake. Mm-hmm. While we're being gingerly fam, is like we're doing music, and then there, you know, there was um, drunken dance, which I produced for Future Fambo, and you know, when we produced it, he had a studio run by his house secretly, and you know. So he wasn't really coming by our core studio that we had before as much. So I just did, Future wanted to do this song to try and get him thing back at. So, you know, at them time there, he was doing most of the beats and stuff. So at this time, you know, I was like, yo, you know, this is my opportunity for kind of try improve myself. You know, since, you know, things aren't 100%, Esco is really time for you for, you know, flex your muscle and make sure, so you, you, you know, you're self-sufficient. So that was actually my first chance at, Producing something with like an artist without nobody there or no other influence or more talented people. So I produced that for, for Fambo and okay. I asked left I asked left side to play a phrase. Mm-hmm. And he played on a phrase and it and stuff. So we're still good. We're still doing musical stuff together, trying to keep it together. And then um we got some licensing money for that song. And we gave Fambo some of the money. Mm-hmm. And he and I took an equal share. So there was much money left. So I said to left side, let's use our money mm-hmm. and just put to the video. He agreed. We put the money into the video. Boom. We we'll keep the video. You know what I mean? Respectfully, they came through. We didn't, it was like a hangout. Like all of us was there. It's like I was coordinating the video and directing and they just came on like cameo stars. Mm-hmm. Zin, you know, they came and we all vibe out in the video. The video came out. And then after that, homeboy told, was walking and telling everybody that I didn't give him any money. And he didn't make any money off of that. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, and I'm like, bro, but it's a good song. You know that we got the licensing money. You know what we did with it. You know, say Fambo spent half fee more. I don't know if maybe you feel like I'm me and Fambo them did over there and spent it half or what. Right. But. You know what I'm saying? So it just got to a point where it seemed like at this point people were just looking for reasons to accuse because if it wasn't that I wasn't going out enough, mm-hmm. it was um we never give no we never giving no money off of the junkie dance, which is a total life. Um, and then at the end of the day it was only five hundred US MG. Like I took five hundred, I took five hundred and future took the rest. Out of like maybe four thousand dollar or five thousand dollar we got for the single. You get my MG, so it's like it wasn't even no great deal of money neither. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I don't even understand how that came about. But to me, I, you know, I know him, and I'm a bridging from a long time. He probably was just going through a lot of confusion and just wanted things to 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 pick up. You know what I say? Because he know him get them. He know what we do, and I know I'm honest with money. So it's like, and he's been honest with money. So if me tell him say we are gonna use the money and shoot the video, and you saw me there working like a slave on behalf of another artist. When I'm an artist, I mean, why would I? You know what I'm saying, bro? It was all about the greater good, but sometimes people get that misconstrued, you know? <clears throat> so anyway, I made an error, <clears throat> which is we had a project at the time, and it was halfway out, 
but we were still loading songs on it. And I was trying to back up our files and I lost the juggling. Mm. See? Yeah. So, I mean, I take full responsibility for that and you don't know, I mean, I'm sure every producer, every engineer, every person mm. in music has fucked up files before. Mm-hmm. But you know, the dog took a serious exception to that and he was like extra pissed and like, yo, you know, you fuck up the thing and you know what I mean? As I said to you, bro, it was just a frustrating time and I feel like everything was just a reason for a man to use and say, yo, you know what? I don't need to be answering to you guys no more. I'm not, you know, I'm not obligated to you guys anymore. You know what I'm saying? And I'm making more money now. And I like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you guys, it's like you're almost holding me back. Then it's almost like a, that, the energy he was trying to push off. Like, so yo, he's, yeah, he's, he was ready to go at this time, but he probably he didn't know how to articulate. So you know what? I'm ready to go on my own right now. So to be fair, he did take some time and we did t- take some time and then we had another phone call and he was like, yo, you know, bro, I feel like you probably need to do your own thing too. Cause like maybe the way I'm doing my thing is not necessarily conducive to the level that you're on and what you're trying to do and the level the work that you want to do. And I want to do my thing a certain way and you want to do a certain thing a certain way. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? And then so he was like, yo, let's be like Dave Kelly and Tony Kelly. You know what I mean? I said, bro, which is like, Let's kind of hold a vibe same way, but there's no say we are doing things separately and so forth. You know what I mean? Okay. And I was like, yeah, bro, you know what? I actually appreciate you saying that and looking at it that way. You know what I mean? I don't mind. I don't have no problem with that and thing and thing. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, like, we started doing that. And, you know, every song that you do as a hypocrite, people go and say, was directed at this man you know every song him say about you know he did a video where it was like he was some spartan or something with him shirt off and him kick a man into the wall and like the whole place around me don't i say i mean kicking at the wall right. i'm like yo bro <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm like what the fuck you know what i'm saying so it's like that started to happen now from where it's like when you actually keep up with the road and I do provocative song, gun song, or you do certain songs that is topics of the street, yeah. people are saying, you are demi show word after, you know what I'm saying? And what year would you say the group officially split? I don't remember from was that, 08? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. You yeah know that would it? make sense within that region there. Yeah, so... Anyway, it's like that happened and then it's like, I guess somebody, the same things people were telling me, I guess the same people, things were telling him, yo, I do him do that song there for Andre and Tessa. One day, my name brother called me and I said, yo, dog, if you're going to sing them thing there in the lyrics, Andre and Tessa. And I was like, sing what, fam? Mm-hmm. Sing what, brother? You know, I mean, come on. We still, you know, said Dave Kelly and Tony Kelly. So why would you, you understand? Why would you hear me I sing the lyrics? Have I said anything about left side or did I have, like, come on, dog, you know, we're all lyricists. If we want to say something, would I just come out and say yeah. it? But they thought I was, you know, whatever, doing that, doing that. And I mean, I will even say this. Because friends used to say to me, I said, bro, I know you're not doing it consciously, but what if subconsciously those things were coming out? Hmm, that's fair enough. Yeah, because my mama part be a real nigga, you know, my G, so... Mm. And I was like, yeah, you know what, probably 
I can hear the lyrics and you know, even as I'm on the right lyrics, I can be like, oh shit, yeah, shit. When I listen it now, people might think that. But at the time, I didn't care, fam. Because at the end of the day, I knew I didn't mean it that way. I wasn't doing it. I was doing a provocative song. And, and every artist can attest to this, fam. If you use the situations to try and grow from it. You know, you, you turn negatives into positive, especially in a dance art. For sure. So at that time, I was like, all right, well, if people feel like me I talk against someone or whatever, I didn't call his name or I didn't say anything derogatory. I never diss no man, tell no man, say, run up and go chuck up on the this. So, I mean, if that's going to bring an added shine to the thing, then whatever. So I just didn't change the lyrics when I thought. When, like, friends would say, dog, people are going to think I hear me attack. You know what I mean? And when people would be like, yo, are you him kick off into the wall and are you him attacking that song? They'd be like, yo, fam, come on, brother. It's not even that bad. You know what I mean? I said, dog, like, me and the man, we, we still talk. You know, if you call the man, we can shout him, he can shout me. We've we never been at a point where a man feel like said, I can't shout him or I can't text. You know what I'm saying? It's never been that way, to be honest with you, between me and the dog. Regardless of what's said in the media, Ray or whatever, it's never been a, something where something important needs to happen and a man feel like he can't email or DM or text or, you understand? Because you guys are still connected in business, the previous work you did, so there still has to be some form of communication open between the two of you guys. It doesn't have to be every day, but it has to be, I could get to you when I need you, you could get to me when you need me. Sure, fam, and I'm telling you, it's, it's even deeper than that, bro. Like, I have deep respect for his dad, his mom, his sisters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know them. We all cool. My mom and him is still cool if they see each other. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's never that dog. It's like, you know, people need to understand situations too. And even so, it's like rough situations between friends. It's not, it, it not, 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 it Elders and where we forward in from and respect and them thing there, you understand? Mm -hmm. Like even even a, a couple of days before you link me, somebody I, I link me upon an interview and I ask me some old questions and I try get me for dig up some dirt. I mean I tell a man say dog, listen. Mm -hmm. I'm not no dirt or no secret pan no man or no nothing or what you hear me no know. Yeah. What happened between me and the person? Me know. But you understand? And I'll always talk about that. I'm gonna have to put my mouth at ground and talk, but you know, so we we still we, we not do that something there, bro. And if we see the man too, is love and respect cause we never underrate the journey too. You know? Regardless if we don't talk or wanna take tea or whatever it is, bro. For sure. It's never gonna get that bad. And especially for me too, you see. And which artists did you start now that you got in your separate ways, which artists were you working with at this time here when you started to venture out? All right, well, as I was saying, I, it's weird, fam, because I was working, we were working with the same people. Because mm -hmm. it was the people who were working, were mutually working with, let me know that there is a whole other studio where they're working at. <laughs> 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 so, you know what I mean? We're working with pretty much the same people, fam. You know what I mean? I, I want to even say, you know, big up to all the artists that we're working with and all the artists that we strengthen and strengthen us because no man never really picked a side. Mm. I don't, I can't say there was some man with me link and a man said, oh dog, you don't know where you are. And I didn't tell any man, said, dog, don't vice for the man. Or you could, it's not like you have to come on my studio and not talk about him or that, you know what I'm saying, fam? It was not Gully Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely nothing like that, my brother. So, you know, we're still kind of working with the same artists and stuff. Um, but you know, like Marshall, Wayne Marshall is somebody who I have to send crazy big ups to and love to. 
Because also at the time we had a European tour, bro, with eight shows. Mm-hmm. And because of the breakup and the situation and the split at the time, um, you know, Left Side made up a story and said that he had to promote his album and couldn't fulfill the tour dates. And we had already collected some, you're not really, well, I hadn't collected the deposit, but the lady in Jamaica who was going to run the tour had already taken the money. <laughs> and I had gone ahead and signed my name on the contract because I had spoken to him and we were going to do it. So at that time, to fulfill those obligations, Marshall had to come on the road with me and take less money and fulfill those tour dates. And we did Italy and a few more countries and then we went down to Ghana and in Nigeria and stuff like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A man can come feel like he want to talk film side too if he want after all this time, bro. This is just a podcast made for you, muscle. Especially the reason the fans for know why me even not do this for you, muscle, <laughs> is because your show was one of the one of the last shows do um we were supposed to embark on doing the breakup and you're directly falling at the history, my G. Otherwise, we wouldn't take up any other podcast, man, and go back into the whole of them history. You see me, my G. It's just things are when things are supposed to connect, they just connect. When the stars are supposed to like, because the funny thing with it, I was contemplating, am I gonna tell Esco about that show and something? Brother, that, if you, you never know, tell him about the show, yeah. who does the podcast and I'm a brother? Mm-hmm. Something said, you know what? Just tell him about the show. Yeah, I, because I don't make it a habit to kind go on interviews and talk mm-hmm. back talk or, or live on the past, bro. I bring the best parts of the past forward mm-hmm. and leave the rest. Laid to rest, you know me. I say, my brother, so it's just because my under the whole situation. So people should understand that it's like kill the kill all that noise about yo, um, who did this, who did that, who was better, who's better now, who's ready. It's an unfortunate situation between friends, and we're reconciling and building on our lives moving forward as big men that have now have to honor this path that we're on and still carry on on separate paths. For sure. Some me look on it, Maji. Mm-hmm. People are the ones who keep trying to say, yo, but me here said this, or me here's the man said that, or yo, the man I drive this, and oh, you drive that, or yo, we are here. And I'm, I'm like, from it don't matter. It's like, congratulations, and the man, the, man, the dog talented, and he might go hard on his race. You must bro, it's like, that's the movement I tried to stay on. Mm-hmm. People around me still work with you know, other artists. I encourage them, I never discourage anybody, any man, woman, or child to say, yo, don't link the dog. We, we have mutual friends, same way, bro. You get me? I said the dog, text me when time people need me, when we need to sign off and stuff. If people looking for him, I'll text him and tell him, geez. You understand what I said, bro? For sure. So it's really, it's like continuing on this podcast. And before we even shift into our next gear, we just want people to understand, say, the reason we've also divulged so much is because muscle <laughs> is directly involved in the history. And you know what I'm saying? And I was really pissed about not being able to go to Canada at such an early stage in my life. Matter of fact, fam, I have never actually been to Canada You've from that point on. Nah, because at that point, I was just like, there was so much things that happened with me after that, fam. Mm-hmm. 
so much things that happened with me after that. Like I just, you know, I went on so many different paths. It was rough for me, and I just, I'm just back now, more resilient and stronger than ever, my brother. Good, crazy because you say a name you brought up was Alliance. This is when you're working with the Alliance. Where were you when everything started to go left with everybody now, with Cartel, Bounty, Mafado, and every? Where did that leave you now as a producer? Right in Alamigo, bro. Mm -hmm. Still remaining true to who I am. Who won't stop working with me because me I stay true, them stop. But them still have to start back. Because you stay true, you're going to be true. And when a man go through what them I got through and realize who is true, everything come right back to for sure so at that time i was you know and you know solar thing and rare taste so it's like i was just kind of just being open to everybody at that time i was still you know i still get sung from cartel you know what i mean but never get a song from vada still mm -hmm. but you know we, we still link up it's just timing never connect no man never there all now then so at the time of the alliance, I was right in the midway, bro. And I was, you know what I mean? At the same time, I saw what was necessary. I saw what people were trying to do. It's just that people were just doing it the wrong way. Mm. You understand? Because remember, I was there for the alliance song. I was there for the alliance cure them song. You know what I'm saying? It's like my visit Carter Studio after him and killer them kick off me, hear the talk them. You know what I mean? It's like with daddy. I mean, also see that man and man they still always have mutual respect. So at the same time, I, I kind of just realized that there's a path people was choosing in in, in in terms of their business and their brand. Mm -hmm. But right now the Mig Light man, it started when um, you know, in my opinion, it started when of course. You know, I witnessed an episode where as I feel like, you know, Cartel was asking Killer for some strength or something and get the wrong reaction. And it was in front of people. And, you know, from there, I just, you know, you pick up a different demeanor and how it was moving and viewing the whole situation. And, you know, to be fair at the time, you know what I mean? As I say, everybody may know them too, and you know what I mean? This is history, it is what it is. I just feel, I feel like even the general himself has grown from that point and understands it. You know, your sons gonna grow up to be kings and at some point you have to go decipher how you gonna treat your son now that he's a king. And, you know, I feel at that time, the G himself was just, learning to be a prolific leader and godfather of music you know i feel like killer himself has evolved so much now even working with him on his current album it's a different individual overall you know and he's, he's a person where i don't know it's amazing to see how this man from the ghetto evolved to be you know this kind of rounded person but <clears throat> them time they never surrounded and i feel like that did go on and from there you know like Cartel and bling them start rolling more and them try to farm a little thing named Tri-State. And there was nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you know, as I said, killer them not really understanding leadership and transit and transition. You know, it was also be one alliance and book back back, you know what I mean? And then <clears throat> also there was people who killer was trying to have under one umbrella who wasn't necessarily taking tea. You know what I mean? I said, I don't know them and cartel them never really into busy. At the time, and you know, because of that whole situation, killer them, they are forced the unity. And 
<clears throat> you know, as I said, nobody was really given any preferential treatment or any respect for the kings that they were becoming. And those things just kind of chipped away at the relationship. If, if I was to speak from an educational man standpoint and a man who did it from the sideline, I would just say those things chipped away at the respect. I would I would say every man love and respect each other for what happened from day one. And everybody knows everybody bad, but, you know, those things chipped away at the situation. And also, man and man, they want to be the more man too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I was right in the middle of it. It was unfortunate, you know what I mean? But it, it, it also, it, a powerhouse team like that couldn't stay together, Miji. It would have been too monopolizing for dancers. Listen, you see, even though some of those fully loaded and stuff, I'm not sure if they this was, yeah, this was when you guys were artists. You see, when Alliance comes on stage, that's the end of the show, bro. You either get in your little piece while you can, because once Alliance yeah. comes off, that's yeah. the end of that. When Alliance yeah, yeah. comes to building, boss. And it was a beautiful thing to see, though. You know, as we said, um, you know, we here in Dancer, we create so many brilliant trends and brilliant movements and sometimes them too brilliant for even our minds to manage we need like a structure you know and that's just that's just that and i just hope our structure and dancer can grow because those kind of vibe and that 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 aura and energy that that was created through that kind of vibe it is it, priceless and it's what helped elevate our genre and I mean, on this King of King of Kingston album we're working on with Killer, there's a lot of that though. So, all right, you know, well, I mean, well, one thing we can say is that the alliance is a it, the intention was pure, is to unify music. We're about to get into thing there just now, the King of Kingston, but there's a couple stuff I want to get into before we even get there. So, when did you actually officially form Starstruck Records? <clears throat> all right, man. So you know, after I did the whole split thing, um. I I had an unfortunate accident or an incident mm-hmm. on the um on a plaza in Kansas Spring altercation with some guys and stuff. I was trying they, they tried to drag me into a car. You know what I mean? I was I got hit with a gun for, you know, it was four of them and I was fighting back and I got hit with a gun over my left eye, seven stitches and stuff, and it was like it was a tricky time, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to find out what go on and you know and through the final process it's like your family has a dog you know if you have follow up this and you follow up that so long story short i went to foreign bro uh, so i had to leave after you know after you know because she kind of got rough for me now bro even though i held it up for a little while in you know, the earlys after the group it got a little rough and then that happened and my family was like yo you need for this kind of breeze jamaica for a little bit with the group split and this attack situation and stuff like that and Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know me never about to follow it up too much I'm gonna just leave you know and I left and I was over there and I you know I, I, I really spent an intense year and a half improving self-improving bro you know what I mean and I encourage every producer every artist you know what I mean regardless of you're going through regardless of what stage you're at in your career dog, just keep self-improving and believe in yourself <laughs> not, don't lie to yourself but keep improving and bettering your skills once you hit them one time you can hit them again fam especially if you improve mm-hmm you see me so i went away from and i hit rock bottom for a time why i hit the, you know what i mean you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I i really hit the all-time low mm-hmm. you know what i mean i actually it was a states you what part of the states did you end up in i went to florida for man i was in such a bad place and i was also 
in a little bit of fear because I couldn't know where the attack was coming from. Mm-hmm. So I actually, <laughs> people don't know this, but I actually changed my image. And while I was doing a course to, to upgrade my music skills, I actually took a job in a call center. Wow. Yeah, I cut all my hair off, took out earrings and everything, changed my hair color to blonde. And just took a different identity from I went from Esco to being Matt Thompson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I did that for a while and stuff. And then out of the blue, Bounty Killer called me. He was up for a best of the best. He was in Miami for a best of the best. And then called Sister Marcia Ausborn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was staying with Sister Marcia at the time, Marcia Griffiths, you know, big up all the time, my stepmother that, you know, whenever I'm not with my mother, she, you know, me can go right off your foot. Mm-hmm. So he called me and he was like, yo, what kind of runway you running from Jamaica, man? I'm here like you live a foreign, no one thing, one thing. And I said, no, I'm a G, man. It's a breeze out and a cool out. Man said, what kind of breeze out, man? What kind of breeze better than an island breeze? You need to come back to your yard, man. <laughs> if you come back to your yard, man, what happened? What go on? What you need? Strength you need? What you need? What happened? Listen, just come back in, man, and, you know, and we set back the thing, man, the music, them need them, man. What you need to do? There's anything you need to do, any side of the music, some side of the music need it. You need to come back in. <laughs> So I'm pack my bag and say me I come back in, come do some work for about three weeks, fam, and I never returned to foreign from there. So when I got back now, of course I was staying at Sister Marcy house in foreign, so she was away. So when I came down and thing, you know what I mean, because I was looking to get right back into studio work and stuff. And my, my brothers and I came down. Mm-hmm. Um, we just decided to build a studio in the back of her house, so that she could use it personally when she come down. And that we could get started right away, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my brother built a studio and I started working there. And you know what I mean? The momentum that start build back, let's go back in Jamaica, so forth and so on. Momentum start build back. And I linked up with Delmar German, that's Della from Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. And they were doing some different stuff now. And so, you know, he and I collaborated and we started Starstruck based off on a show that um, I did with Popcorn. So when I came back from foreign now, big up to Poppy. Anyway, I'm there. I don't even know if he remembers so him. Same, that Esco, yeah, him to the chauffeur. When him see me in the street, he never gave me a respect and love still, but mm-hmm. him don't even understand why I respect and love him and rate him as a youth, because as a young, as a producer and an artist, where you know, and him know me and think I'm similar on teacher. When I come back, I'm never there for my best foot. I link Carleen, and Carleen shout him and tell him, say, Esco, I tried to do a show. So me and Della's idea was to launch the label via a show, start a show series, mm-hmm. and then hopefully that would promote the name and then build that into a music label and then record the artists that we work with on the show series. Mm-hmm. So Popcorn was the first artist me approached me, G, and you know, the G took a heavy sum of money off him, off him price though. See? And roll out way out of... Which part will keep the show? I believe a Mandeville will keep the show, my G. Mm-hmm. And the dog half in price and drive clear out of Galleville for me. And rainfall, brother. Mm-hmm. First shot, half a me- flip some money, I come back from foreign. Mm-hmm. Rainfall, my brother. And believe it or not, the, the DJ still comes sing for one hour. Whole them crony, them friends, family, them just eat some food, them all a vibe. You know what I say? And 
it's like the dog they never even ask me for no food, no money for go back in. Them not, you see me the man in the said all the other pesco. That's all. I don't even know if the DJ member said that him said to me. That was one thing the man said to me after him healed me up and what did they attack when he might leave him? They said, all the head up pesco and him cut. And to this day, dog, I just look at it and I say, yo, I don't, don't even know how I even get a song from the man there. Mm-hmm. Just the situation there. You see me where the dog reach out and show me the strength. And just that word there after. You see me? Him as a man with hot and him say, yeah, try a thing and your thing not really work. And you know, you, you, you sang them not really hot again and you build up back your thing. And him say, you take a defeat and him still him gear the biggest strength and him never ask him for no money. And when him left him, I said, dog, hold up here at me. And say, you understand? We know you and we still, your thing still radar. Keep at it, is it? Yeah. So from this and now, bro, we decided to say, all right, with what we papi say, and I say, yo, hold up your head, dog. We say, all right, then you what then? We're not going to more show right now. We are just flick it into the label the same way. Mm-hmm. So we started Starstruck from there, and you know what I mean? At them time, I saw Bling Dog down a penthouse, and Bling did a try. You know, get him thing on a level and want some people for work with him personally. So we formed the whole movement and took a time and developed something and that's how Creech them come in. You know what I mean? So I, I'm actually the producer and co-writer of Creech. So Junkin Dance and Creech are two ways you never know about my bro. <laughs> that you directly had your hand in. Yes, direct. Mm-hmm. Your so with Creech now, Creech was a situation where Bling Dog and I used to go out in the streets and I saw Creech walking at a party mm-hmm. and the crowd effect was just crazy, you know what I mean? That's how we scout music more, while the crowd effect was crazy so we decided to link him to come to the studio for the dance and stuff and mm-hmm. we did that and that went down in history, you know what I mean? It was a good, that song that really, at the time there was no dancing song from. This was right before Ding Dong them dropped Siva. Okay. You know what I mean? And this is actually the second dancing song we may have produced now that would have bang back to back because a junkie dance was pretty good, you know? So it's like, Creech now, I realized, say, you know, I had a the beat before. Actually, I had a song on the beat myself. Okay. And when Blink came with, it was like, yo, we want to do this idea for a dance, man. But he, he had suggested that we do something with hip hop influence. I already had the beat, so then I was just listening to some of the beats that I already had, and then I listened to that one, I was like, yo, you know what, and take my song off it, and I started to vibe it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at the time, <clears throat> you know, I'm a big Nas fan, because Nas, my name myself half of me tell you. Mm-hmm. So at the time, Nas then did have, there was a song out from Nas, it was out a little while, but there was um, um, a song out called, They Shoot Him. They shoot. Ah, oh, made you look. Mm-hmm. Made from a rap book, the Nasdaq. And in the Nasdaq, I chant, Brave heart, brave heart. You know what I say? Mm-hmm. I'm used to listen to that. You know, I listen to that thing hard to me. I say, yo, you know what? This dancing song, I wonder if we can get something like that, like a chanty thing. You know what I say? Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to jump on the rhythm and I say, yo, you know the dog name, Creech. So I say, yo, Creech. Rage, rage, natural writer's rhyme. We rage, cause when we see him, they just reach at the party. You get me, I say. So I say, bum buckle, I'ma find it now. So the car bling, I say, bling, now the chorus, and I come in, I could eat it and things. So bling, Papa, I know, and him say, I say, yo, dog, listen, I don't care where you have. 
the song have to start with this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Waki said, Fizzy pick up the whole world because he picked him. I said, Bogle, look on him and say, when he just had us, Bogle said to him, say, you have a dance. Mm-hmm. And he must say, Yo, hold this. And him, they say, I must say, Yo, in build a line, I say, Mr. Waki said, Fizzy pick up the whole world because he So it's like he must say, in tribute to Bogle, because Bogle gave him his first dancing song. He must say, No matter what we do, to start with that. So I said, what you say to start with? I said, Mr. Waki said, zip it up, the whole world go zip it. But I said, you dance name creature, you want the whole world go prep it. Mm, if you know for the already rock it and dip it, move your shoulders, swaggerific, you don't know. Mr. G, they did that word with something named swaggerific. Swaggerific was yes. the word at the time, swagging and swag. Move your shoulders, swaggerific, everybody. Great. You know what I said? I'm a jumpy with the chanting. And I saw it built generically, bro. And then from this, I know Starstruck started to get a little revive on our own the streets. And then Bling and the management had differences. Um, myself and the management, we I want management and team, bro. That's that, that's always been my thing. You get me? So I didn't want to split off from them. So I took myself on with the management. Mm-hmm. And Bling didn't want to run with the management. And because of that, you know, it just ended up being a situation where him, him and the man in the media work with never good. So it's like it wouldn't come to that studio there anymore. And it just got more distance. Until you know, what I mean, him and creature them end up in having a small fallout, and it was just getting all the original vibes just get messed up, mess up, bro. And I just continue to move on from there. I would just know, say, you know, that and that, I would just move on as big man. Considering, say, <laughs> we already learned, say, that's a definite part of the thing. There comes a time when big man does have to move on, you know, you just gotta keep it moving. Another situation that you were involved with, this is what I really want the people them to hear. How did you guys come up with Legendary, Bounty, and Beanie? How did that song come together? Because where were where was Bounty and Beanie in their situation at that time? Did Bruh. they just link back or what happened there? Gee, you know, I'm glad you asked a question, fam. Mm-hmm. So, I really want the fans to know this now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when Killer called me, and Killer called me, this is what, about 2010? Mm-hmm. 2011, maybe. And from them time there, when him call and tell me, say, yo, what you need? Strength? Anything you need? Come in. We will do it. Remember me, Sister Marcia live beside Beanie Man. Me and, me and Beanie Man, them good from morning, from day one. I'm mm-hmm. politically affiliated. So when I was coming back now, I was like, all right, how can I come in back with that? Bang. Mm-hmm. So before me even reached, um, build up, you know, we learned from new some new technology, a foreign, build some new beat. I'm a demo down piece of the song, bro. I'm going to come in with the song. I'm going to just reach a Jamaica kill and be in never good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never good, fam. So I had to wait. Couple years after my dad Jamaica, now I come back. You don't know me and killer them are all the same way. Mm-hmm. But, but Beanie them still live next door. So Beanie started to do more music with me now, cause with their side next door, sister Marcy and thing and thing. I'm start linking now and you know over film yard, a film studio, and just sitting in sessions and watching them work as a great and own voice and throwing some lines to and you know, cause as a jive, for you know, say the big artist them. So you test yourself as a writer. You throw a line for big artists. And when them take the line, then you realize, all right, the line, them are work. 
Mm-hmm. Youths don't trick yourself and go right, right, this baga baga thing and tell yourself, say, yo, Ray, you know what I mean? Run it by some grades to man and, 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 and don't skip steps. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I actually got my first, in, continue to build my confidence in writing. Anyway, couple years after that, now them, them look like them good now. So, I approach Beanie with the idea. Beanie asked me to talk to Killer. Talk to Killer. Killer said I'm willing to feed, but he's not ready to feed yet. Mm. Boom, you know, it, it go back and forth, it go back and forth a little bit. Go, them kind of get good, then them kind of go back oriented, you know what I'm saying? Finally, now, there comes a moment when Boatman sees Sister Marcia. So, you know, you know, it go when Mama in the building is like, you know, it's a different kind of freezer. Mama said, Oh, man, you come over to the house, man. Where are you? I live next door. You need to come check me. So, you know, that, you know, that killer them know, say, I throw up a sister, man, say, it's a different level of, you know, respect and thing and the world settings and thing now. So, I'm finally give me a one link up at the studio, see where we're at and so forth and thing. And, you know, we play the demo fee, man. And decide say alright, him like it and him uh, fix it, film part them, you know, I touch up film part them to it and thing. And so it, I had the song actually maybe four years or four and a half years before it was able to be done, bro. And when it was done, it was like <clears throat> long after things changed. Sometimes the sound of music kind of changed a little bit. But you know, we still like, we we're still just a shoot with shot same way. I mean, a, a song of such magnitude when the artist them ready for do it. You have to just do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had it four years before. And then the night when we did it, bro, people might say, all right, then, so why would it do? <clears throat> you guys never go back to the drawing board and see how you could array. The night when it do, we had to give the artists a, a cut mm-hmm. for them to listen. And they went to a Monday event and it was over after that. Mm, okay. It wasn't supposed to be leaked. It wasn't supposed to be played. But you know them go to the Monday event and from it play this so the selector don't return the CD. Selector pass on the CD to a CD man. CD man copy that that reach a bootleg. Gone. By the following day, the whole world have it, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's like people might wonder how certain things come together. It come together nicely, come together generically. It was a good vibe, but if it had come together according to the plan of the producer. Mm-hmm. It would be an entirely different segment and settings. It was still one of the biggest songs for that quarter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I counted, me and my team counted over 16 shows that Monty Kill and Beanie headline titled Legendary or The Return of the Legendary Are. You know what I mean? Got you. Um, I, you know, I've personally been able to license that song for usage a couple times. Mm-hmm. I actually own the master for the entire song, the only Bounty Killer Beanie Man collaboration. The lyrics and the music. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it, yeah, it, it went, it, it was good, bro. I mean, as I say, you know, I've I've just been steadily working and just, you know, my 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 effect is all over the place. If you look, I've been doing my little work. I'm putting in my thing, my, my, my hustle in all different corners from all angles, you know, so. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I was, that was a real milestone that, you know, that really proved to me that boy, come like me really did mech for the inner music because of all the producers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My humility, my respect, 
in my work ethic and my, my determination not to die out in this music thing, and brother, is what really, you know, kept me going and what I felt like those artists are. You know what I mean? You really have to be a special person to get two men when I'm good with one and one have a come record, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Sister Master said that to me. She's like, yo, Esco, you know, don't take yourself light in music and take this as something that, you know, you should build on and keep moving. And at that moment, she happily announced to me that um, her little home studio <laughs> get too small for my operation, so we need to take a time. <laughs> We need to take the time and, you know, get the thing going on to our next level because, you know, we're really doing good now, but the, the, the PR yard can't manage the crowd. <laughs> I got Did you guys actually do uh, visuals for Legendary? We were, in, we, were trying, we were shooting a documentary behind the scenes. Um, we were trying to organize a tour. And we we're going to use the tour and the tour footage in addition to you know, performance scenes to make the video. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, it's like the money we kill and beanie them, they just start make from the show. The man just took them on a different stretch. Shows just started coming in left, right, and center. And at that time, killer them had um, visa issues, so mm-hmm. we couldn't get the tour overseas. At that time, it's like the, the Caribbean venues and stuff, it was kind of short notice to get them going on. And there were like places like Trinidad was telling us, say, your soca time, you know, because the song kind of dropped down to the close of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's going into the January, February is definitely. Yeah, right through the Christmas, go right through. You know, Sting that year was bound to be the legendary. Everything was bound to be in the legendary that year, you know what I mean? And to be honest with you, that one was really for the fans, in other words. I didn't make any great sum of money off of that, my bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was just something that I, I give thanks for, and I'd still do it again the same way. It validate me in music. It made me believe in myself. It, you know what I mean? There's so much it did for me as a milestone. And even Della too, and the whole Starstruck thing, it was just, it was a testament that we could start something from growing up and create all over again. We can plant a tree in the, in the, in the soil and really watch it grow to be something fruitful definitely big big that right that story itself is legendary about a legendary song bro you should have been here tonight you think well yeah dog. all right furthermore it was the tensest moment for the first 10 minutes of the studio session mm-hmm. it was tense as fuck because you know killer style already killer just roll up one away Mm-hmm. Him don't tell him coming, he's just, yo, you did it, open the gate. Then he steps out by himself. Mm-hmm. Him come around him, no one, nobody know about it. Rarity and take. Don't call Beanie until him finish. Right? I don't know who from over Beanie recognized Killer Kyar. So we start recording the killer part now, and killer says to me, don't call nobody till I finish. Mm-hmm. By the time we step out of the studio and finish, we walk right into Beanie, entourage, mm-hmm. everything. You understand? Because he, he don't know. He must have come across and thing. And even though, you know, it's, it's weird, bro. Even though all, you know, Beanie killing these things for you, I want to tell you, it's like there's a, 
underlying kind of deep love and respect between the entourages and between everything. It's like everybody just want to come there and be in the presence mm-hmm. of killer. And when him and B did they fit, they wanted to just see what this power was like. Because Matthew said, this is the first time the man they hung out at no studio in a years. See? And in a sister Marcia also, no violation can go on. Mm. You see me? Because a couple of my dog them there, a couple of fear family members them where you can't you can't touch a leaf in the yard. If you touch a leaf in the house, you a problem. So it was a, it was there, but then the entourage them there would be there, and it was just killer one. And it's like when we come out of the studio, it was just fucking silence, my G. There's all kind of things there, my G. You know what I mean? And then it's like, killer now, just walk right in between everybody. And just light up a big spliff with him glasses on and him just not saying nothing. And me just did a freeze car. But then I said, Jesus God just made this go right. And then being just did it with a big smile on him face. And the whole of the entourage serious. So killer did a serious sniffing them out. <laughs> being just a look around and a smile. The entourage serious. Esco freeze. Then I did it now and I wonder. Stand up in a little corner with theme thing and I say, yo, Jano, you know? Anything or anything. We don't know. We just hope it happen peaceful. And it's about five minutes of silence. Being a poor wine. Start sip the wine. Still silencing them, brother. You know my silence is my dog? So imagine how it tense. Mm-hmm. Me no want to talk. No man no want to talk. Then be take a sip of the wine and say, you like you can go and see us up your face, you know. I'll bust me, bust back again, you know. Come, let's go. Come, let's go record. <laughs> 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 yeah, bro, I used to the making, brother. That is one of the most legendary things I've ever heard. You understand, bro? You don't know if man I got pop off gun. You don't know what you know. I say killer them just a bonus spliff and everybody in a mystery because it's like, okay, this man just blow up a big spliff and don't say nothing. No artist said nothing to nobody. Normally, the artist would be like, yo. Big up in my G, you know, with they are nothing. No man not said nothing. It's like you wonder if it now gonna go good car. <laughs> it look like maybe people see people who they never plan to see her. Mm-hmm. Bro, and be just break the ice. You know what I mean? Say, Yo, kid, I can go and see what's up your face. You know? <laughs> boss me, boss back. No. <laughs> you know much show and thing I gotta do after this. Come esco. Come to the record. And kill the smirk. And then you know, a man from being the entourage of a killer, someone, some wine to and you know, mm-hmm. drinks poor and it take time on it. You understand? Know legendary. Get, it get cordial now and then. You know, where it really get good now, bro, is when. Because that, to me, at that moment, I thought that was like one of my first moments actually witnessing mm-hmm. both people working together. Like, come and go, like, 
one man has to change this and the next man has to change that and mm-hmm. killer said, no beanie. The way you do it first, me like it, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? And it's like it turned into that, bro. And it's like, you, you know, Tristan did everybody did it, and it's like be a serious man did it, dog, and it was just still a good vibe. And everybody was just giving them, you know, it was just a joy to see and from there. So that's why I never feel no way, dog, is that the song that after just play the night, it was the power of no, my brother. Mm-hmm. Like Eckhart told you, it's the power of no, brother, you know? And it just happened for the floor and it just worked that way there. But it was a crazy night, bro. And every, the, the two men them drive, go to the party, them, them see him, you know what I mean? I had to stay and mix and <laughs> 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 we never get for go. I had to stay and fix this and fix that and make sure, you know, everything ready and start get try to get a artwork and start get a, all of that went in vain. Still matters when we got a blood clot party and go all that vibe with them and them but then did also do a portion of dub plate that night, them a G. So you know I had to stay in and just do the work. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. But that's how it happened, bro. Epic, epic, epic story. Two more artists I want to actually work with before we get into King of Kingston album. Mm. One would be I Octane and Sean Paul. You could take it whichever direction you want to take it. Yeah, well, Sean Paul, you know, from Sean Paul, I've been a cut Sean Paul dub from us in a khaki. Sean Paul, I'm give you support from the days, as I told you in the earlier podcast. Mm-hmm. And my sound system, they started in a song called Dirty Dozen, which was um, Kid Corrupt, Little Brother, and a couple more men that round Sean Paul, them and thing that was for them sound. And we were the sound of Dirty Cup, basically, which yeah. was Sean Paul, them and the cronies, the group. <laughs> so from them time, they them give us strength and we have the dub plate, them and stuff, man. And Sean has just been totally supportive on the journey right through, bro. It's like I've been working with them from jump. Mm-hmm. From day one, they may support us when we just come in. When we turn producers, them support us. When we turn selectors, they, I mean, when we became artists, them support us too. That's why, you know what I mean? It's Sean and left side doing songs from. It's, it's all love. We've been powering. We expect that. And, you know, like, me happy to see that too. I mean, Sean give me strength too, bro. Nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody now look sideways when, when I'm gonna eat or doing food or doing my Jika. You know? So it's like I've worked with Sean in a couple. A, a couple of private situations we worked on his album and situations like that. I've just been in writing sessions, just throwing lines, bro. Not wanting any credit, not wanting no publishing, just to know that, you know, my daddy, I support the bros who play basketball together, my G, you know, a reason I know his family, his, his, his wife, you know, she's a, <clears throat> she's a certified, um, education. I don't know what you call that. Educational specialist. She's a certified teacher. So she taught my daughter, my sister, you know, so from, it's just a one big family movement and linkage from them time. The Halloween music, we're doing separate things. It's like, okay, that's the world, G, that's the world ambassador, that's Sean. But it's like, we're still happy for him, where we can work together, work together. You know, where we can write together, write together. We, we, you know what I mean? And um, <clears throat> on my actual, I'm signed to one another in Europe now. Um, And on my album that's coming out, mm-hmm. not as an artist, but as a DJ and producer, like Major Laser style. Got you. Um, so on my artist that's coming out, I have Sean, so Sean Paul. So I'll be working with him for quite a while, bro. And it's like, you know, it's not just about work. It's, we're like industry colleagues, friends, geez. Like, so in, most of the times we see up, we link up, is not even about music, bro. We had chat all <laughs> kind of thing and just hang out and then cut. You know what I mean? It's like that. It's like, don't care how successful he is. He's still the same person to us. He's still reason the same way. So it's like, you know, even... 
you don't even feel like yo this is the million dollar man sitting in front of you, you don't even you don't feel compelled to ask for records you don't feel like you more just cherish the fact that we're all alive and we're still here you know you know if you want something you can get it so it's like we just hang out bro for real crazy <laughs> And even I it's crazy for because it's like this man can't walk in up, this man can't walk in a foreign. This man has to walk with security. Yeah, man, say, and our brother that and thing. So we just give him the respect and the love that he deserves. And just know, say, I was he him come back and treat me like, bro, same way, bro. We'll just chop it up. But you can look for a cup of champagne coming out on this upcoming album. I won't tell you in collaboration with who, but it's gonna be big. Yeah, big, big, big. I okay now. How did you guys connect? Octane bought me my first pair of shin guards in New York at, 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 the, at the Irish Jam football um, <laughs> football game, bro. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, left side don't really play football like that. So when we were hot, I took the opportunity to go to the Roy Wilkins yearly football um, mm -hmm. showcase thing. You know what I mean? Where the artists, them usually go and perform and play ball in front of the people. So I went one year, uh, Octane, them and the whole of the money was there and stuff. And... Um, but they have a woman in the room with me on that trip and you know i end up missing the mall trips and all of the entourage mall trips so i didn't have any gears to go to the ball field <clears throat> and when we're leaving for the match now you know i'm gonna get my gears from earl i'm a thing i'm say earl I'm probably gonna sit out in the camera and something and acting i said my dj man i mean sit out i just read there and acting them fresh him just have a one song them time there you know so it's like that was just so you know supportive and thing and you know, they are reason the whole time on the bus and them is like man say real now play him I say yo no watch nothing and him call a man and then tell a man say yo go back up get a shin gear and him say go buy a shin gear and a boots and you get me I say mm -hmm. from there so now me and the dog come bridging now and you don't know him walk the stage today and, and I ride Wilkins and him you know I'm saying me do my little part of the song there man but I said that you tough man I want to hear it and things keep a link and so forth and so I met him there, all a vibe in the New York and then I said, I never really saw him back again till after the group split. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like way after, you know. And at that moment, I saw, I saw him where I turned over hotel, me and Justice, them, man. He came to sing at something private for Justice, and that's where we started talking. And I was like, DJ, from them time there, you know what I mean? You show me strength in you know, and you're on your career path now. We're growing our music and. You know, me know me can add to your legacy, so we will link up and so forth and so on. And eventually, over time, you know, I mean, me and Quick cook them, and I'm just gonna circle him because you know, me and cook them good too at the same time. So, mm -hmm. you know, circle acting and start developing link. And it came down to Starstruck now, which was at Dermore Road, same road as Zip at the time where me and Della, the man, the whole gang was. And mm -hmm. from this, I know, you know, we had a big yard like Stone Love. Big yeah, man can park them car and high, and we still keep the studio box very gully. Yeah, man, I say, my studio, them always just have that gully feel from, so we stay street connected. We still feel like we're just a boss, you know? So, yeah, so you know, you like that vibe and stuff. So, from there, I'm just started coming around, bro. And you know, we open up our studio to the talented people and the artists who not charge money. We just make a man who have the talent and deserve to be used in a studio, just use studio, you know? For sure. And the dog was really good to us. We, we, we earned paper, you know, he's a man who give me enough advice to record songs to me. He's the one artist that I have to just be, you know, forever grateful to. Him, Wayne Marshall, Bounty Killer, and, and, and others that I'll name as we go along for more. Just people where we just have to stay constantly grateful for because 
them just come in and lend them strength and they also receive you know the strength that i was trying to give the impact and and the, and the camaraderie with me i try to create they was open to that and i saw the goodness in a, you know the goodness in my spirit and my vibe and my character when all of people was trying to act like oh esco is this or esco is i must esco the problem man cause see mm. you understand so those people are really who help validate me and validate my goodness and you know i appreciate that definitely big 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 there you brought him up a couple of times we spoke about the legendary and stuff i know as a producer right now you're working closely with killer on this album that everybody's talking about king of yeah Kings. yeah what could you what could you tell us about what you're doing on this album right now or what's going on bro what i can say is it's like a dream come true mm -hmm. you know what i mean um when i think back to being a fan and watching bounty killer on stage like i was at peppers i don't know if any jamaican member peppers and women i talk about but i was at peppers the first time bounty killer come up town i climbed up in a tree to make sure i had a good view of the stage show you understand that was the first time killer performing an uptown venue you know what i mean i know them time that we have teeny bapa so teeth we have a teeth out for good that show there and he could have never gone nowhere else but right there so mm -hmm. yeah we go half a tree you see so it's like from them time to till now bro to become a selector was getting dubs to become a producer who started to produce now and become an artist who's performing on stage alongside the artist now and then now to be working on like this project like bro it's 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 amazing it's amazing and you know I will say this that at first when I got on board with the album I was looking at it and I was like yo what is it gonna be like you know what I mean what is it gonna be like and how are we gonna really top what's been done before and how are we gonna also ingratiate ourselves with this new new world and musical diaspora and stuff like that fam and I mean I lie bro we did some good fucking work there's a lot of love on the album there's a lot of collaboration there's a lot of mutual respect there's a lot of good music a lot of good producers mm -hmm. there's a lot of true dancer there's a lot of authentic delivery you know what i mean there's some crossover records there is some hardcore dancer records mm -hmm. there are some super collaborations there is some solid reggae bro guys let me tell you let me tell you this i'm fam and i'm telling you this and this is one of the reasons why you know after i take my hat off the killer too at the same time it's like <clears throat> we're similar in this regard fam it's like when we are do something there's a whole heap of pride back it. Mm. there's a whole heap of belief so even if the artist is in his own zone of believing, oh yeah, man, he's the artist and he's that which is all good. There is a next man side of him like me. Some one of the fans them for no say. And on a joke album between theme competitive spirit and determination and my competitive spirit and determination and then the pride where we have me being a Leo. You understand? It's like effort going out, my bro. Time going out. You know what I mean? collaborations from you know what i mean like even me being a man who most of the, the, the album run through my studio fam we don't hold any harden on any producers it was all unity we take anybody track if they want it mixed we mix it my engineer tectronic it mixed them 
if, if, you know what I mean? If, if we send back vocals to people, it was just all love and unity. I want to say take hats off the killer because at the end of the day, with this platform as one of the bigger artists and one of the more commanding artists in dancehall, it really forced the genre to unify and collaborate. It really forced... This album, King of Kingston, is really a statement, and it's something we may have discussed at the same time. It's a statement of not only how to do good dancehall albums, mm-hmm. it's how to stay true to your craft. It's also how to enrich your genre. And enriching your genre should mean all hands on deck mm-hmm. from the whole genre when certain projects are good and when collaborations need to happen between the, the industry's best, there should be no holdout against them thing then. No egos, no no nothing. We're working no, for the nothing. betterment so, of the Yes, so, you know that, bro. And that's mm-hmm. he really used them clout mm-hmm. to fight for that. And then now you had a neutral man like me now who no man can say them and Esco have no problem. And Esco do have no problem with no man. Them might can't have a problem, but they have them problem over the summer G. As far as it's concerned, music, we do not politics. So we just collaborating on that, bro. You have somebody who is totally open, who know of it, who is not necessarily as shaded as killer, who know to speak and deal with everybody. Is it messy? And and we also develop good relationships through this album, G. Like, me are not nice them. We get to hang out in studio a little bit more, bulby. You know what I'm saying? We, we get to have conversations with the elder. It's like, bro, this album was just, it's so much. It was it, it was college and school in our one. It's history. It, it's unity. It's good music. It's classics. A whole heap of things, bro. I've been in sessions with Big Youth. I've been in sessions with King Jammies. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? See the King and Mix live. Talk to you know what I say? We've been around Uncle Berries. We've been, around, you know what I say? We go up chronics them, sit with the J, feeling vibes, watch, you know what I say? Walk around with the short mic and watch the dog and sing him thing and all him build theme vibes have reasons, reasons and reasonings upon top of reasons in, reasons in. <laughs> Yo, bro, man, I tell you, I'm so excited. It's like, my speech has slurred, brother. It's, 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 it's something to look forward to. And I mean, the people should really look on this as a collector's item. You can't look on this as a regular album where, oh, yo, you know, this is a collector's item. This is like, you know, one of our greatest dancehall stars of this generation, of these decades, of these decades. And it's more of a collector's item album. It's not to be something where you're you know, we just, just love and revere it for what it is. You know, you're not going to pitch it against this man or pitch it against that man already. It's encouraging and loving dancehall. You understand? And, uh, encouraging a way in which we should operate moving forward. Mm-hmm. This is really one of these moments where you could say this was done for the culture. You understand? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Totally. And it features uh, almost the whole culture. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just released a track, the track list a couple of days ago. You know, what right. I mean? when you see everything on it, it's like, okay, I, I see what's going on here. You know I mean? Yeah, when you feel like you're responsible for about maybe half of it, you know, you really feel special and you really feel honored and you really feel like mm-hmm. 
you know what I mean? You're at the NBA Finals, you know what I mean? You're not only playing ball, but you're at the Finals, fam. You get me, I say? You know, just step on the ball field. You ain't at the final, you ain't at the big league, you know what I say, my G? It's like, shout out to Khalid and everything, the fam is like, crazy overseas engineers hitting my email with files, fam. I've made so many links and connects. I'm getting files from DJ Khalid and them producers. We are sending back things to them. You know me, I say overseas producer, big up Chamba, them man. You know me, I say big up. I've been in sessions with Junior Gang, fam. Mm. Baby G, all in one session, Blink Dog. You know, I talk about greats in uh, tens of greats, dozens of greats gathers in a one room, my G. You know me, I say history. History, fam. It was a joy to make. It was a joy to make from the one away studio sessions at 3 a.m. with just me and Killer and Tronic to the big session down a tough gang with all away to a little session a session on a mixing lab with the with the elder artist them man bro safari them passed through and some of the sessions them it's been yo bro it's just been it's been epic it's been epic and enjoyable that's all I can say it's been epic and enjoyable bro it seems like it's really hard to put this situation into words you understand? Cause every word you try to put in, it still doesn't seem like it's big enough for what <laughs> this project really, really represents. You know what I mean? Yeah, fam. I mean, and I, I say I'm honored to be a part of it, bro. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm just keep trying to add stripes to my musical journey. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I just still here just trying to give the fans some good music. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Talking about good music. You just said you have a new album coming up. Talk to us about the album. Okay, so the album now um, is okay. So I've separated my career, my career is a bit. So mm -hmm. my dancehall career as a dancehall artist and producer mm -hmm. is separate. I have assigned in that regard. What I have signed as is, as, you know, I used to be a former selector, so I'm signed now as a selector mm -hmm. and a producer. This means I'll be making fusion music, music fused with international genres and dancehall reggae. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be going out into the international market on stage and playing and performing. Okay. So I signed that deal um, early this year, or maybe even, yeah, like maybe late last year or early this year. Mm -hmm. um, I signed on with another partner. <laughs> so, you understand? I guess hmm. people can understand that I really don't have any hard feelings that much against partnership. Partnership is necessary. Collaboration is necessary. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. I feel like no man is an island, and I feel like we, together we can be stronger. You know what I mean? It sounds corny. <laughs> you seem like a real team player, though. That's like in your heart of hearts, you like to play on a team. I do. I played team sports all my life, man. I played national soccer, played football for Real Mona. I played basketball for Campion, brought on their only championship, and then I played national basketball from. Then I went on to play ball at LSU for a time. I just loved it. I was bred on team sports, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Coaches made me into what I am, like hard, hard tough love. You know what I say? Buckerfield, losses. You know, man, SMG, so it's like I took that over into my music career. Like I, I somewhat play, I somewhat handle music like 
a NBA player or NFL player would handle being in a franchise from is like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole physical part of the undertaking, you know, the whole mental game, the whole understanding that it's a long road, it's, it's, it's a season, it's a career, you know what I mean? Taking care of your body and your mind, mm-hmm. you know, collaborating with new people, new trainers to keep your thing fresh. So, you know, that's, that's kind of been my MO, bro, and it has brought me to this, this deal, um, you know, and I've tried with a lot of artists and I've tried with a lot of people around me, fam, and it's just like time to try it myself now. But at the same time, I'm still not opposed to getting into a partnership. So I'm in a partnership with Icon Music. Um, is this popular guy, DJ slash artist. He's similar to me, he produces as well. He's like me in his country, he's from Finland. Mm-hmm. So we partnered on this deal and, you know, we formed a group called Northern Lights. Um, yeah, and with that, we built, um, we have two studio blocks here in Jamaica. We built a, a studio, some studios around in the, in the Waterloo area. We have um, four studio rooms in the house. It's like an Airbnb version of Big Yard. Okay. So we have four studios there and then I have another private block where I do like the one away work and with like killer and you know private people who just like to come to the studio with their people alone with four students on the block you can't guarantee who's gonna be there so i have a one away place now you know where we host like some of the bigger artists who like private privacy you know the jesse ryan the assassin and the bun to kill them you know silk boss and you know a couple of the younger artists it's like where i do most of the work with the younger artists who are coming out you know what i say like you know and i water them and all of them you the drna and you know what I'm saying? Shaka and all of them youth there. Enough of the young youth, them, you know, open up a studio to all the while to and things. So that's where I have that. And then I have the International Fusion Studio with the right writing camps and stuff for the things. So I um, got a smile for me, bro. And I mean, you know, it, things have, I continue to, to stay humble and at the same time stay hungry. Definitely agree with that because you seem so multifaceted so multifaceted where producer artist selector actor radio presenter it's like you're always doing something but it seems like throughout your career where you got your biggest break was as when you were in the group the left side and esco when you guys did those songs and as a producer that seems to be where you think there with even you as an artist now i know you came out hardcore but you even have some newer songs where you're given more of a singing style you understand so it seems like you're still molding your artist style of who esco is yeah i, I would agree with you fam and and you know i would say this that i mean i encourage people to be multifaceted but at the same time you know focus mm-hmm. is necessary and i think that's maybe one slight area which i could probably uh, take accountability and say because i'm so diverse and i try to be so broad my artistry doesn't get undivided focus so it has taken me, you know, a longer time or it has taken me some time to, to explore my sound. And, you know, I've grown, my vocal has grown, my lyrics, you know what I mean? I test it with other artists, a whole heap of artists and right and people don't know and they act. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I know that I've tested myself lyrically and stuff. So I've been experimenting with my vocal tones and different things, bro. I've also gotten a lot closer to reggae mm-hmm. and live music. So, I mean, to the audience, I would say, um, pick one, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'm going to be putting out a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just going to stay true to who I am and what I feel and what I feel to do. And I mean, 
I'm a hustler, I'm a producer, I'm a businessman, I'm an athlete. As you say, I'm an actor, I'm a radio presenter. I have all these different energies wrapped up and all these different things to focus on at the same time. And all these, like, you know, all these have also made me more confident in being multifaceted. Like, I want to do everything that I can do. So I would say, you know, you, there's a lot of new music coming out in the year, in the upcoming year, jugglings, singles, mm-hmm. collabs, in addition to work on other people's albums. So, I mean, they may not recognize me when I'm singing. They may hear me and don't know it's me. Mm-hmm. But I'll just say, you know, look forward to definite growth and a more polished, cleaner sound. You know what I mean? And I feel like, the whole shaka addition to my name was for this reason that I intend, you know, my, my intention is as I continue to flow through music to be a shock to the industry, to the media, to the fans, when the collective comes together and people realize, fuck, what a so much thing is could do. Mm-hmm. Is a shock for true, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's why I wanted to have. <laughs> that's why I wanted to have this true, conversation, bro. because I don't think a lot of people really realize or even understand the amount of stuff you've done in this business, what you're responsible for, and stuff. I said, "Nah, man, I have to talk to Esco." You understand? Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. And I mean, it's a, it's surprising to me to farm because I mean. When you when you when you really got your, your head down and you you're running you're sprinting the first fifty meters of your race, you now really look up to see how much people you left behind or how much mm-hmm. how well of a race you're running. Yeah. Sometimes when you lift up your head and still running the last fifty of the race, you still not understand how good you're doing till you cross the finish line and say, Are you first? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes even these conversations, bro, it's like you know, I end up here. I'm people probably I say, yo, it's gonna chat so much because me <laughs> no, I'm here myself like recounting my own journey and it's like damn <laughs> so much thing man did I hustle and I do for make it bro and it's like mm-hmm. you know, I feel proud at the same time and I feel almost a little bit in awe myself. I'm just like damn I'm yo Yeah. That's Music is a you know, it's a journey fam man, you know, <laughs> people for understand say the heights of great men not attained by a sudden flight. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of work. Last one I have for you because this conversation has been so crazy. You've had this career from you were selecting, playing sound, producer, group, everything. Radio. When would you say all of that, acted, all of that? When would you say has been the highest point in your career and when has been the lowest point in your career thus far? I mean, the lowest point of my career from would be That moment when I was away and I realized after doing so much music and being good to so much people, mm-hmm. I was away from and I had two dollars in my bank account. Yeah, I had songs out, yeah, I had checks that were probably gonna be coming, but at that point I realized fuck, I can either use this as fuel or 
really just look at myself as a failure. And at the time I was bunking over a bridging and just to stay close to the studio, I'd sleep on the floor. Hmm. Yeah, I'd be crypt to God to win, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to yeah. make it look like men up, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to look at sympathy at the same time. I'm telling people about my lowest moment in truth, in life. Mm-hmm. And I just realized from that at the end of the day, at that point, as many people as I, I knew and as many people as I served and been there for, couldn't call none of them. <clears throat> and who I could call, I didn't want to call. Didn't want to call any family, I didn't want to lay my burdens on anybody. Mm-hmm. And in that low moment, fam, it's like I was there feeling sad and down and like about to go to tears and it's like the competitive side of me say, yo, hmm. the fuck do you, my youth? You know how much people there in Jamaica want their foreign? Yo, I swear to you, bro, the voice in my head was just so plain and it was it was just a simple counting of blessings. Mm. It was like in your lowest moment, my voice never said to me some cliche thing. It was just like, yo, pull yourself together. Yeah, they are foreign. Mm-hmm. It can't be that bad. Where there's life, there's hope, where there's opportunity. You get what I said? There is chance. Chance for you to prepare, dog. Get your thing prepared. Just keep your thing going. Mm-hmm. Remember, and then from there, I start to check up reality. I'm like, remember, okay, there's things there, there's things here, there's things there. And you know what, really? And if you really, matter of fact, fuck, was I about to be defeated just now? All right, watch this. Mm-hmm. You understand? And from there, like, I really, in that moment, from, like, in that moment, in that moment, in that moment, mm-hmm. I just made a decision to myself and I was like, yo, you wanna? You're already in the league, you know, we are gonna drop out. You're gonna be one of those players that, you know, play, you know, as a basketball player, it's like NBA is a very synonymous thing. <laughs> That's like, you're gonna be one of those players that people hear about in the league and then all of a sudden just don't hear about them. Mm. You're not gonna retire. You're not gonna play long so people can say, mm-hmm. the dog has been in the game for a while and did it. Mm-hmm. You come too far for that, bro. Come too far for that. So from this, bro, I just decided to myself that, yo, you know what, regardless of what, now I'm staying in the league, I'm going to play ball. I'm going to just play ball, dog. I'm going to just know, say, all right, then. I'm going to continue for self-improve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We know technology changing. I'm going to keep changing with that. I humble myself. I'm going to go on some man foot. I'm going to learn. You know what I said? I call center job, I use, I buy two software, get my thing going. You know what I said, bro? I rise from that, but that moment, bro, when I looked and I was like, you know, because the night that it was in the night, bro, and I was done work and when you want to buy some food, I'm going to go some blue man flip by the ATM, I'm check it out. Two dollars, I said, bum buckler, I can't buy nothing live. But take out the two dollars and buy a two dollar burger. <laughs> a two dollar meal up at McDonald's, because McDonald's they have some two dollar meal or Burger King one time. <laughs> Somebody rise the two dollars same way and just go buy a meal. But when we go home now, I realize that, you know, dog, I'll meet this. 
nobody know that there's no more group, no more career, no more nothing or raise like people in the jaw, you know, carry in the mash up, you're blicking on your face, you have stitches, ray, baiting, and you're there, and you say, yo, you never know the bag of food. You just have the work that you put in on you and your character, your health, and your strength. Mm-hmm. You see me, bro? And that's, that's all it's like, it took me to a, a, a slight dark place for like a few minutes and thank God for God and thank God for my conscience and thank God for my strength and the people who, whoever influenced me through my life, my family, friends and, 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 and influences is like myself, drape up myself quick. Mm-hmm. You see me, bro? So that was my lowest moment and um, my highest moment now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I'm smoking that weed, fam. You know, <laughs> not even it's like my highest moment, fam. The way I look at life, bro, my highest moment is now and yet to come. My highest moment is ever present. As long as I'm alive, able to do music, I'm healthy, able to provide for my family, fam. It's like that's the highest of it for me. I mean, what I achieve, of course, accolades, you know, doing big songs and stuff, that's all. A spike for the moment, but you know, the greater goal is for me to endure my G. It's to be a legend in night, to be a veteran, is to grow, to inspire people who come after me, to make ears say, Yo, Esco, them did put on them youth, Esco, them do these big platforms. You know, bro, I'm still after Grammy, I'm still after um, all these awards and plaques. So it's like, I couldn't even say my highest moment is gone yet, mm-hmm. and I can't say it's to come. I feel like as long as I'm here doing it, is my highest moment. I knew without doubt that's what you were going to say. Without a doubt, because I understand <laughs> how your mind, no, for real, how your mind works and the gratitude you have, especially for going through something so dark where, listen, you're on top of the world, you guys have all these songs, till you, you're down in a call center, Brad Dean. A lot of people don't really understand that. So then your gratitude to just be sitting here, right yeah, now bro. doing what you've done that's why you would say right now is your highest point and i 100 understand what you mean yeah man my fam man i appreciate it man i appreciate the opportunity for you to share all of this bro because i mean even now recollecting all this it gives me a, a different energy and a strength now probably my studio right after this to know with you know what i mean with this energy you know me this level of belief and recollecting and you know my purpose and what i've been able to do in music however small however big it's like I, I'm fully appreciative for I am truly. Definitely. Leave leave some social media contacts so if the people that want to check out with you, link up with you, so they could see what the shocker is doing. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's at Esco the Shocker at E S C O D A S H O C K E R. Shock them, you know it go. Um and you can Google me. I mean, that's my, my handle is pretty much the same right across the board. Um, you know, I, I run a makeup store for the ladies. You can check that out at EC Makeup Bar. You know what I mean? <laughs> we also have a nail bar and a brow bar there. Um, you know, um, I'm still at it, fam. Um, I'm still at it. You know, my music is all over. You know, distributed by all different platforms. I'm with Zojack. I'm with Happiness. I'm with, you know, VP. I'm with everybody. People can just keep looking out for great music. You might not pick up that it's me in the beginning. The rhythm, the beat, the song. But you know, Esco, we're still there. We've been at work and still at work. And at the end of the day, fam, you know, it's like we're keeping it fresh, we're keeping it young. Just typing that at Esco the Shaka. You know what I mean? Just keep your eyes and your ears open next year. You must hear and see. Mm-hmm. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. Listen, Esco, this conversation, bruh, your level of two things, your level of honesty and your level of recollection has been freaking amazing. Legendary. That's the word we're going to use for this one here. Legendary. You understand? Yeah, man, my fam. Yeah, my fam. I appreciate it. And it's like, to all the folks out there, you know what I mean? Big it up, big one up, and big up all the foreigners them out there, big up all the artists, them, all the selector them. You know what I mean? All the multi-talented people, all the multifaceted people out there, fam. It's like, keep doing what you're doing, dog. Create that lane. You know what I mean? The borders are pushed by the unreasonable people. You can't be reasonable in all situations. Sometimes you got to be unreasonable. People now got to think you can do it because them can't do it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I say? You know, I pride myself on just being me and the versatile me, the multifaceted me, the, 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 the interested me, the curious me, the man who just always wants to keep growing and building and unifying and doing. So I just encourage the fans, the artists, them, everybody, just do the same, man. Just be you, create your lane, and push to the fullest. Big Boss. Yeah, man, bro. Thank Appreciate you, you so that. much. Definitely. Let me give you an outro and get you on here, all right? Yeah, man, my fam. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.